Anyone can have a gimme, but it really gets interesting when you go for two. The Go For Two podcast, starting now. Welcome to the Go For Two podcast. Uh, we're back here on the on the Sunday morning and on April twenty eighth. After you know everything, the craziness has happened at the draft. I actually messed up the recording at first, so we're doing this again. <laughs> so it's gonna feel like we're repeating ourselves. Man, deja vu here, going. De- on. Yeah, deja vu. I uh, just wanted to shout out a couple links for you know the things that you can follow us on. We, we're on Facebook at Go For Two Podcast. Uh, Instagram, all one word, go for two podcasts. iTunes, you can find us on Go for Two Podcasts there. And where the main feed is coming from is SoundCloud at Go for Two Podcasts. So uh, follow one of those. You'll always be in the loop. Uh, we try to keep up with to the week to week news that, that happens. Um, you know, as far as any news that we have and um, any of my predictions from the podcast, sometimes I'll put those up too in little mini clips. So um, I do a little video editing on the side. So we, we throw a little fun stuff up like that. Um, and like I said, you know, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is D Cell, your, your favorite couch quarterback. And I'm here with Don, uh, my partner in, in crime. <laughs> the, he is the stats guru. Thanks, yeah, it's great to be back, Dante. And, um, uh... You know, we can't forget to give out uh, a big thanks to our introduction that we get on our podcast every week. So thank you very much, Heather. You got a great voice for this. Great talent. We appreciate it. Yeah. So the, the voice that you heard was actually uh, my wife. Um. <laughs> hey, and we got to have somebody that's a collegiate athlete. We're not collegiate athletes. Yeah, not not at all. <laughs> I mean, go, I played man. sports, but I was never <laughs> collegiate. Um, yeah. So. Um, just give a little shout out to my wife here. Thanks for the podcast. And, you know, she is actually uh, one one of the top athletes that has ever come out of um, Syracuse field hockey. She was a goaltender there, had a save percentage for her career at 737. Um, she played lights out, man. She was an All-American pretty much every year. Um, one of the one to three top goaltenders every single year. Uh, when Big East was still a conference at that time, she won a bunch of awards that um, – and. You know, she has them somewhere, but I just remember when we first started dating, <laughs> her wall up, up <laughs> on the top, she had racks of just trophies and trophies and trophies and uh, trophies. So it's always good when we go back to Syracuse to go see those trophies. And, uh, you know, I wish I would have known her in college. I would have been her, you know, I would have been fangirling. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know Don has, has a little stat that he pulled up. Yeah, she was a member of the 2008 uh, team at Syracuse that went to the Final Four. Yeah, so that's an. I should have her come on the podcast and tell the story about that. But yeah. um, yeah, it was pretty cool this year. She went out to Syracuse where she was honored for being the first team at at Syracuse to go to the for field hockey to go to the Final Four. So, um, if you ever see her name or uh her her teammates uh, that she played with, they're the pioneers for what the Syracuse field hockey girls are doing right now. And several years later, actually two years ago, Syracuse won the national championship. Yeah, and you said her flag's still up there. Her See flag is still six. Yeah, man, I know <laughs> you love that picture on uh, Facebook when I posted. But her her flag's flying. They they do all the you know the top players that have been there, and they they fly a flag on the back of the bleachers every game. So we hey, got to hang that up. And you sent me another picture from Syracuse too. Oh yeah. Yeah, Don I McPherson. mean it's always nice to see that McPherson jersey up there in the right, rafters, right? Right, right, right. Hey, and 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 the same name. I mean, what do you, you, know, you exactly? Know how many phone calls I used to get when he played football. Hey, that, that's so interesting. <laughs> hey, get off my phone. That, that wasn't me, but I, I'm sure it was cool getting those phone calls as well. So yeah, Don's jersey's hanging up at uh, the Carrier Dome. <laughs> so yeah, man, I really appreciate that shout. I know she appreciated too. So um, you know, I got I got a 
talk up my my wife you know <laughs> it's, it's always fun so um a lot of things happen man the draft is always a big time of year seeing where these teams are going to recalibrate um and before I, I you know i wanted to get into um the draft we want to talk about dabble sweeney getting a 10-year 93 million contract with his one <laughs> 116 and 30 record cha-ching cha-ching <laughs> dollar signs everywhere Man, but not he, quite he mike it. trout <laughs> i don't think anybody's gonna get that contract for a while nobody actually really deserves it like mike trout does but uh well deserved dabba um I, I wanted to say i wasn't on the hype train at first i didn't really think um as a player that people were taking him as serious but He's getting the players to rally behind him, and it's fun seeing him have fun coaching and and getting a win over his. Uh, I don't want to say his arch rival because he used to be an assistant coach under uh, Nick Saban, but it's always good to see one of his assistants beat him every once in a while. So. Absolutely, and and to see the players in in this year's draft, especially the defensive players, the Power Rangers, you know that 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 defensive line that was the heart um, and soul that, of that team man. that was the heart and soul of that team that, that that's an accomplishment and kudos to Dabo. i know they had let one of their quarterbacks go and and started uh my man sunshine over <laughs> <laughs> and you know great job being a rookie and getting the job done but um it really came down to the the power rangers like like don had said and your defensive line creates a lot a lot of trouble for an offense when they're good so uh, you got to be good to put out a video like they did in those power ranger outfits man. yeah <laughs> big boys in power ranger outfits man <laughs> um so kind of to start off here uh, the big elephant in the room was was my prediction yes it was boom first episode dante says my dark horse pick when we're talking about quarterbacks he says it's daniel jones out of duke daniel jones I, I and i think i just see it a little bit different than a lot of other people do um dwayne haskins is the obvious choice to pick if you i mean if i was to start a team from scratch and have an expansion team i would probably do dwayne haskins yep. but yep. um I mean, Daniel Jones' stats, as I'm going to read their stats down, it really, doesn't really seem as impressive as Dwayne Haskins. But, um, you know, you got to keep in mind a couple of things. So, Daniel Jones played 36 games, had 52 touchdowns, 29 interceptions, had a completion percentage sub six, uh, 60%, 59.9. Dwayne Haskins played 22 games. Had 54 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and a 70% completion percentage. Yeah, keep in mind, though, the, the team around them and the system they're using, that, that says a lot. Yeah, um, and also those 50 touchdowns, 50 of those 54 came this year. Yeah. So, uh, just with the experience of being in the ACC, which is another powerhouse, um, and whenever you have Clemson's in the Florida States and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, and Georgia Tech creeps up there every once in a while, too. Absolutely. Um so this is this is kind of what I've broken down from uh, Dwayne Haskins is he's had two people coming from the wide receiver position that got drafted. Paris Campbell went in the second round to the Colts. Terry McLaren um, went from uh, went in the third round to the Redskins. So that's a, le- a little uh, they're going to be reunited once again. Um, and as I was telling Don, man, that Terry McLaren is probably the better pick in my opinion. Just because of this stat line, he started every game at Ohio State, um, and this year he had 35 catches for 701 yards and 11 touchdowns. That's 20 yards a catch. Every three catches was a touchdown. Yeah, this guy finds the ball. He's the go-to guy when you need him. 
and having him on the Redskins with Haskins with a, with a really good chance to start this year, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be looking for his teammate. Yeah, I, I mean, Paris Campbell just got the the got over. He, he was a, the higher pick because of obvious reasons. He was the go to guy every game for Dwayne Haskins, but and he had a thousand yards, and I think it was only like six or seven Ohio State players that ever exceeded over a thousand yards catching. So. Um, and also, you got to mention that two of their offensive linemen got picked in the fourth and sixth round, respectively, and and Mike Weber, their running back, got picked in round seven. So, out of everybody that got picked at Ohio State, there was nine players. Five of them, or six of them, were offensive players. Come on, Dwayne. <laughs> Duke only had one player that was selecting right. as Daniel Jones. Right. I don't know. I just see it differently. I, I I think he has intangibles to be behind somebody like Eli. And, I mean, he's used to the man and family anyways with his history with them. It was just a natural pick. It was just a natural pick for uh, for that to be the, the chosen pick for the Giants. And I, I don't like how people are – and I, I know I didn't say this before. I hope I um, – I don't like the fact that people are downgrading Daniel Jones just because of his stats and what Dwayne Haskins was able to do. I totally understand it, but like I, <laughs> I was telling people this week, nobody's ever that's been saying stuff about has ever been picked in you know six overall in anything that they've done. So you know everybody be quiet. <laughs> that's right. You got to give the man a chance. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think he's going to need a couple years, but he's got a, a good quarterback to back up for a couple years, and. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely going to grow. He's got the intangibles. Yeah, he's got the intangibles for sure. And I mean, I said that about Patrick Mahomes. I said that about several other quarterbacks as well. And the only quarterback that I've really been wrong about in the last what six seven years was Cam Newton. But well, I appreciate the Patrick Mahomes uh, special last year. <laughs> <laughs> I gave Don a gift by not drafting Patrick Mahomes as my backup quarterback because I didn't even see him on the board. Yeah, but, I grabbed him on a fantasy I, pick, and uh, oh man, what a great year! Yeah, what a great year. So we'll we'll get a little bit more into the draft here, guys. Um, so uh, I, the obvious thing I know Don was really high on this guy. Uh, Quinn and Williams went to the Jets and. Not the fact that I think they need to bolster anything, but their defense just got better. Oh, it definitely got better. <laughs> it's looking like the Rex Ryan defense of a couple years ago when they won two uh, or went to two AFC championships back to back. Yeah, Quinn Williams is definitely a, a great pickup for the Jets. Obviously, Alabama guy too. Yeah, so. <laughs> another one. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, he is going to definitely be a starter. He's definitely going to make an impact this year. Not only Quinn Williams. But you think about everybody we talked about in the last podcast. We talked about a couple quarterbacks. We talked about defensive players that shined in the combine. We even said one of them might go to second round. But everybody we talked about went in the first round, the first 27 picks, 100%. Uh, I think we were on target, Dante. What do you think? Yeah, I would say. Um, sign us up for a GM position on any one of these 32 <laughs> teams. Fly us out, give us a good contract. But I'm telling you right now. You can't hire me without Don. <laughs> just is what it is, man. Um, you know, and, and to talk about GMs a little bit, um, one of our favorite guys, and it was just a little weird not having him this year to, to talk about the players. I, I really missed the the way that this guy used to talk about players and, and you know, 
I don't like Mel Kiper Jr. and Todd McShay. Like, like, you know. Oh, hey, I put up the poll on our Facebook page. Which one would you rather listen to if you had to pick a draft expert? We got no responses. That tells you what people think. Of those yeah, guys. yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. Um, but Mike Mayock, he really cares about the players first and then yep. the performance. Absolutely, later, so. Mayock but, is the man. But he he knew he knew his stuff, man. And now he has the pleasure of. Uh, you know, being a GM for the Raiders. So, you know, a couple picks from him. Um, Marshawn Lynch announced his retirement. Um, as a Seahawks fan, I am sad to see such a wonderful player go <laughs> on and off the field. But, you know, the Oakland Raiders selected Josh Jacobs as their 24th pick, and they had three first-round picks. So, um, looks like they picked up uh, Clellan Farrell out of Clemson, part of the, the Power Rangers over there. Absolutely. He was a defensive end. Uh, they picked him fourth and a calculated move to pick up Josh Jacobs next. Um, and then uh, Jonathan Abram, another person that we talked about no, from Mississippi State, the safety from there. Yep. And that really doesn't surprise me as much because one of the things that they were saying is like it was talking to another coach. And I'm sure that gravitated towards – it couldn't have been a better team. They gravitated, gravitated towards John Gruden. He loves players like that and Mike Mayock too. So – He's kind of guaranteed a job. Yeah, I think <laughs> if so. he gets hurt or something, he's guaranteed a job to probably come back and, and help that team out. Hey, did you see that crowd at the draft? I mean, did you see the streets of Nashville? It's over, I mean, it was amazing it's crazy. to see all those people. And and then I get a text on Friday night. Okay. It's opening night of the draft. I'm sitting down trying to watch the draft. I'm trying to make my notes. And I get this text from one of our coworkers. David's like Hey man, um, I'm trying to get dinner here in Nashville. It's kind of crazy, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. Right. He's down visiting family, and uh, he's in the Nashville area, and he tries to go out to for dinner, and he's in town the night of the draft. Mm. <laughs> I was telling Don, you know, luckily my Dallas Stars beat the Predators in the NHL playoffs, uh, one of our rivals. Imagine how crazy it would have been if they had to play a game during this time. But I know that's probably a calculated move for them not to do that, just in case they win. But Nashville is already a, a place from what my wife said is that it's always lively and things are always going on. So having a draft on top of that, it was great for the, the city of ten, uh, Tennessee or for Nashville. Great for the state of Tennessee. Uh, got a little bit more exposure for the for the Titans and their ugly little jerseys that they have now. But <laughs> And a lot of people were taking jabs at the Titans, uh, especially in their division, <laughs> which was which was very fun to watch, um, you know, the highlights of. So, um you know, shout out to Nashville hosting uh, the draft, and you know it's pretty fun to see how big the crowd was there. Yeah, and, and uh, we can give a shout out to another one of our coworkers. Um, Cleveland Browns had a great off season, picked up some major talent, and then just to play on the name, they got greedy. They got greedy in the draft. Mm-hmm. They got greedy Williams at cornerback. So, what, a, what a fantastic name. And love, while he's playing cornerback. I know, man. <laughs> Some of these names were great. So, Catherine, your Browns are looking good. Yeah. Catherine, we, um, I understand as being a Jaguars fan for years and years and years. You know, I'm also a Seahawks fan, but it's, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain when it comes to, uh, them not winning any games and making all these stupid picks and, now you guys are not the laughing stock of your division. If you guys don't win, the only thing that'll be bad is if you guys don't at least get to the AFC Championship. <laughs> I would say this is a failure this yeah. year. Yeah, they should take the uh, uh, 
They should definitely take their division. They should be looking at the. Yeah, shouldn't take too many L's this year yeah. for sure. Not at all. So, um, shout out to the Cleveland Browns. I know for my people that that bought Madden, shout out to or pre-ordered Madden or going to play it this year. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes for making the cover. I don't know what Juju Smith Schuster was thinking that he was going to be the cover <laughs> athlete, but you can't put up stats like Patrick Mahomes did in his. Uh, I really consider this his rookie year. Yeah. If we want to do it like baseball, <laughs> oh no, is it baseball? Oh, basketball basketball yeah if you want to do it like basketball this would really be his uh rookie year um so you know shout out shout out to uh to Patrick Mahomes on, on that side yeah and let's uh, let's make sure that's just a shout out and a kudos for what he did no Madden curse for Mahomes this year we don't want that. didn't happen to Brady yeah uh, we're having didn't happen to Antonio hey, either other hey. than you know, him leaving. <laughs> the city's got too much going on right now. They don't need that. Yeah. Um, you know, before we get into that, you know, f- for, you know, the the Madden thing that's going on, they simulated five games of the Cleveland Browns playing in the Super Bowl, or it's five seasons, uh, respectively, and they won four out of the five uh, for the <laughs> Super Bowl champions. So, yeah, um, leading over to uh, Tyreek Hill, man. Ooh. Unfortunate man. news. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of torn, man, because the interviews and stuff I watch on the guy, he seems like a fun guy to be around, and and it's just unfortunate that they have like a bad news overshadowing such a a good organization, especially under Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean um, this isn't the first one either. So, um, yeah, yeah, they're it, it's it's a sad situation, and and to see these players. They grew up with the technology and everything that we have today in the in the media. Everything's recorded. The spotlight's even bigger than everywhere. Yeah, you're in the spotlight constantly. You can't get away with stuff. Yeah, it's, it's harder to cover up your tracks, um, you know, when stuff like this is happening. And it's unfortunate. And I guess all we could do is just hope that it's not anything too serious and that it was kind of a false alarm or, you know, something because it's. Tyreek Hill is one of the the bright spots of the NFL, man, and just another one of our for these kids to look up to. Just another person that you know he's letting down is you know all these kids that look up to him, and it's unfortunate. You don't see this type of stuff happen in hockey too often. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is true. It's very true. Well, the the Chiefs did pick up a wide receiver uh, with their first pick in the second round. They picked up Miko Hardman out of georgia yeah so um, very good player man they definitely have uh, to to bolster the wide receiver very good player and shout out to my man cole rossiter georgia bulldogs fan over there uh we have a common enemy twice a year where we're you know <laughs> we're it. bulldogs fans and seminoles fans collectively when we play the university of florida so you know prepare to get some gator meat ready this year too because we're coming <laughs> we're gonna have the florida state of old around here so shout out to him man um but yeah he's a he's a decent wide receiver so they're definitely um they're definitely trying to get their insurance policy together and talking about yeah. insurance packages my man Allstate, uh what's his name tj hawkinson hawkinson oh, from, yeah. from iowa iowa had a couple different tight ends that that went i felt like they the had like six tight ends that just <laughs> rotate and all of them were good uh no tj man he's good and i know i talked about matthew stafford how i'm a big fan of his and i like the way that he plays for them to get rid of eric ebron and um golden tate golden tate yeah. this year was uh kind of idiotic but they 
you know, he's got the the good hands with Allstate now with TJ. <laughs> TJ can do it all, man. And it's he reminds me of the the Todd Heap from from Baltimore Ravens Very back in the so. early two yeah. thousands. Um, not the not the flashiest guy, but able to you know put you on your butt while blocking. Um selfless kind of player and he's got good hands man like i said the best insurance policy for uh matthew stafford when he just needs to get the ball down the field so i really like that pick i really like that just what every quarterback needs a tight end that can catch and has good hands and can make a difference yeah and he you know he's not the fastest or or anything like that but it doesn't seem like he gets hurt a lot either and he's 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 a really big guy so um you're going to need that. You're going to need that a lot. And I know Matthew Stafford's a down-the-field thrower, so we might not see a lot of passes that go to him, but expect him to check down to, uh, especially this year, to his running backs and the tight end a lot, especially down the field. Um, one thing that really surprised me about last week is we were talking about Rashawn Gary um, and how impressed you were with him. Um projected to go like second or third round from the projections that everybody was given but the green bay packers saw something that you saw and they selected him uh 12th overall yeah i mean he had an inconsistent 2018 season but i mean he he really put up some some stats at the combine he ran a 40 and 458 had a vertical jump of 38 inches and a broad jump at 120 uh you know he was definitely caught the attention of everybody, so you know, I'm not that surprised. He did have uh, – there were some people at the draft that were saying he's got to improve in certain areas. Everybody's got to improve, so I, I look for him to make a difference. Yeah, he didn't have the most ideal game about Ohio State um, when they played this year, but, I mean, you play in the Big Ten um, against Ohio State. You're defensive, and there's not a lot that you can do. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is not going to be running all over the place, but <laughs> you know he's a big he's a big guy to try to get down. But Rashawn Gary, man, uh, from Michigan, good pick for the for the Packers. Um, they really went. They had a defensive draft as well this year. I mean, if you look at it, defensive end, safety, and then the second half of their draft, they went tight end and offensive tackle. So. Um, not really sure what they're trying to do on the offensive side, but I do see that they need to bolster that defense, man. Losing the ha Clinton Dix and everything yeah. to yeah, trades. So, yeah, last year I think kind of woke them up, so I think they're uh, they're drafting the right way. They're they don't have right Mike way. McCarthy, so that shouldn't be an issue for um, Aaron Rodgers or until he tries to sever that relationship too. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, next person we want to talk about, just get it out the way, man. Kyler Murray. <laughs> You like that outfit he wore? It's pretty snazzy. <laughs> pretty snazzy. <laughs> um, Kyler Murray, man, um, we already know how he's going to be. The Cardinals are really impressed, even though they tried to keep it a secret on who they were going to draft and confuse everybody. But we knew they were going there because Josh Rosen knew that he was going to get traded too. And now he's a Dolphin. Well, they need a quarterback because they got rid of Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think I mentioned this last week or the, the last time we did the podcast, but... Why do they have Ryan Tannehill and Mariota, two starting quarterbacks? Uh, was, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's not going to start over Mariota I would unless they're going to convert Ryan Tannehill back to wide receiver, but <laughs> I'm not sure. And so Dolphins getting at least Josh Rosen. I'm not a big Josh Rosen fan. I think he's going to stink it up there too. So it's not a lot that the Dolphins are doing. Right. I mean, He gets a fresh start. That's about all we can say right now. We'll have to wait and see, but not a big fan either. 
Yeah, I mean, and if you're looking at the Miami Dolphins, they only had two picks. <laughs> well, that I mean, we're looking at the first three rounds right now. Yeah, yeah, just the first three rounds, but the you know, they only drafted in the first round and the third round. They didn't have any any second round picks, so they're and, just giving away picks and but trades. But you notice who Boston their first team. pick was, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> another yeah, Christian Wilkins, but it's one of those things. It's just like, <laughs> who's their wide receiver? <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of Danny Amendola. I don't know. I, I'm just a little confused on on the Dolphins and what exactly they're trying to do. They have some of the Swedish jerseys, man. They do uh, the classics, but they they switched it up and not. But now it's just like, are you gonna give your your fans something that they're still holding on to the early '90s? When Dan Marino is still there, <laughs> I don't think they've done anything since. It, it's it's pretty hard to name. Didn't they beat the Patriots this year? Yeah, I I tell you, it's hard to to name five or six Dolphins right now. You know, <laughs> they, I'm I'm just thinking the people that can't see me. I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm thinking of all the people that have left. I remember them, but I'm, yeah, it's, it's because um, Robert Quinn just left, I think, and um. Is what's his name still there? Another defensive lineman, Cameron Wake. Is he still with the Dolphins? Uh, I think he actually got traded away. Yeah, I tell you what. So Kyler Murray, you did mention him. Uh, he's going to be an interesting, interesting player uh, for the Cardinals. It's nice to have somebody with that mobility. Um, I think he's in a program there where he's he's going to do good. If he gets protection, he's going to do good. Yeah, um, and just to give you a little update, the uh, Cameron Wake is on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, another one. He went with Tennessee. So, <laughs> I don't know who's on the Dolphins. <laughs> They're the expansion team. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Kyler Murray pick was was obvious. It was obvious. It's very obvious. And, I mean, I hope he does well. I just... I don't, I don't really know how to feel about Kyler Murray. He was an exciting player to watch at Oklahoma this year. I just think Dwayne Haskins is probably going to have a better career and, like, the safest pick. Now, I would have been surprised if they would have got rid of Josh Rosen but then got Dwayne Haskins instead. But Klingsbury really likes – he really likes uh, Kyler Murray, and he's actually coached at Texas yeah. A&M. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then after – we've already talked about, of course, your boy Jones – we talked about Kyler Murray. We said Dwayne Haskins. We mentioned him, but you know the Redskins had a nice um, th- first three picks, two in round one and one in round three. They got Haskins, of course. They didn't have to trade up to get him, which is great for Washington. Mm-hmm. Then they pick up Montez Sweat at defensive end, one of the guys we talked about last time. Uh, Montez Sweat really impressed us, man, especially if you see his stat line. It's like absolutely ridiculous, and I know his brother plays for the Eagles. Yeah, I think he's going to outdo his brother. Sorry to say. <laughs> oh, and yeah, they're in the same division now. Holy crap. Uh, and then, of course, you mentioned uh, McLaren, the wide receiver from Ohio State. So, you know, good job for the Redskins. They've been down for a while, so... You know, that's, yeah, I, it's not bad. If I had to give them a draft grade, it'd probably be an A minus. Man, they did, they did a hell of a good job. All these players are good. I mean, if if you had to pick three players out of the draft, a quarterback that's good. Terry McLaren is just going to be a diamond in the rough, and Montez Sweat is just a freak. That's that's an A minus right there yeah, for that, me. It was they had one of the better drafts. Now that I'm looking at the sheet here, <laughs> um. One one thing that stuck out to me about the draft 
is the New Orleans Saints only having one pick in the first three rounds. And they they got Eric McCoy at center. Well, they're the center that they had did retire, so they they need a, a center. So yeah, it's I mean, just it's it just interesting that pick. they didn't have any more picks other than that, though. Um, and I know you're pointing at uh and the other cool one guy that's. I don't even know how to feel about Drew Locke. Dropped the dropped it a second round, forty second pick, but I mean to come in to an organization that has John Elway and to sit behind or mm-hmm. challenge Joe Flacco for the starting job. I mean he's yeah. he's sitting in a nice spot. Yeah, I um, like I predicted that Dwayne Haskins should have went to the Broncos. I think that would have really been a better situation. But now that I think about it, like the Washington Redskins don't have a quarterback either. Right. And he's from like the New Jersey area, so he's closer from home, uh, closer to home. Drew Locke, I'm, I just, I don't know. I just wasn't really impressed with him. The guy played at, at Missouri. His combine day was a little, he made some good throws, other throws that he didn't make very well. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a big Drew Locke fan. Uh, we'll see what they do, but I don't think he's going to outshine Joe Flacco this year. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not this year. I, I, I said if Dwayne Haskins was there, he's not going to start for very long. <laughs> or, uh, you know, Joe Flacco wasn't going to start for very long, but dang. I know a lot of people I talk to are expecting some good things out of Flacco this year, so maybe the change in environment will do it. It might be. I mean, we did talk about Flacco in the last podcast, uh, mentioning University of Delaware product. So we got a shout out this time to Nasir Adderley, who was a second round pick by the L.A. Chargers. He's a safety and he's got football in the family. Yeah, he does. He does. So he does come from a football background. So, you know, kudos there to University of Delaware Chargers. You got a nice player. Yep. And as you guys know, we're hosting our podcast out of Middletown, Delaware. So, you know, every once in a while we got to shout out the team. I don't follow them like... Like everyone else does, but you know, gotta shout out the the home state team here uh, on the Go for Two podcast. Oh, absolutely! Especially when you work right around the corner from the field, you know. Yeah, gotta give them a shout out. So, to circle back around to um, the Daniel Jones thing, I, I just want to put it out there, man. Like, and I know I said earlier, I don't like the the criticism that Daniel Jones is getting. Um, I think it's very undeserved like and like i said nobody everybody's given a flag has never been picked six overall in anything that they've done <laughs> so um it's really not fair and uh just to kind of give you guys a, a little a little history or a little bit of what daniel jones is able to accomplish so none of his players got drafted last year he's playing in a division where he has to play clemson he has to play florida state he has to play virginia tech georgia tech but this guy actually beat number 22 Northwestern this year. He beat Baylor. They beat Georgia Tech. They beat Miami. And they beat Army. And they beat and they played in a bowl game against Temple. Duke had an 8-5 and five record this year. Better than Florida State. Oh. I know that's got to hurt, man. Yeah, we had the longest bowl streak. <laughs> and uh, we only won like five games. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be that bad. But Duke had a better season than Florida State. I mean, the guy has no weapons. Yeah. Imagine if Daniel Jones had the two people that got drafted that Dwayne Haskins had. Wow. I'm just I just want yeah. to play devil's yeah. advocate. Hey, I don't blame you a bit. I mean, 
you got to do a lot when you don't have a supporting cast, man. It's hard to be the guy. Yeah, somebody said that Daniel Jones. Now this was funny. That Daniel Jones looks like if they ever did a uh, documentary on Peyton Manning, that he would be the actor. <laughs> I, said, I said, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I can't put anything besides it. So I just wanted to circle back around to that. But um, this year, it's, it seemed like more than ever that there was a bunch of defensive players drafted. But, you know, Don pulling up the stats here, there's 102 players selected overall. That was in, in the, the first, first three rounds. And... Um, you know, it was 49 defensive players and 53 offensive players. But it just seemed like there was, I don't know, every pick that came out seemed like he was either an offensive lineman or somebody on defense. Um, so that was that was very interesting. And the most players that were drafted were offensive tackles and, and wide receivers. It was 13%, um, both respectively 13% each. And, of course, the big boy SEC is coming out with 30 players in the first three rounds <laughs> that got drafted. Al- Alabama being 6% of that whole draft. Uh, Ohio State being um, 5%. So, we already knew that was going to happen. Yeah. A lot of talent comes Football out of the SEC. What can I say? Yeah, it is what it is. We, we know how Nick Saban is. He, he forms players that actually do well. Besides Trent Williams, who's complete trash. <laughs> Wasn't a good running back at all. Uh, I want to get your opinion, Dante, on uh, the running backs. Um, we had uh, the Raiders picking up uh, Josh Jacob mm-hmm. out of Alabama. Yep. And then, um, I mean, do you think that's going to be a pick that's going to make an immediate impact? Because, I mean, you don't see running backs going very high anymore. No, and that's just because they get hurt more often than, than anybody. They have the, the shortest shelf life. I mean, and and then you're not seeing all down backs like we used to see um, back in the day, too. And I mean, I know I made the comment, like, a lot of these players are made out of cookie dough. And <laughs> the running backs are the cookie dough position in, in the NFL. So, um, Josh Jacobs, being from Alabama, he obviously played there for a reason. As long as he doesn't come in the league and just become another Trent Williams, he'll he'll be all right. Um, but they need it. They needed somebody at, at running back like really badly. So after um, Marshawn Lynch retiring, so they really needed something uh, to bolster that offense. So we'll see. They might get somebody to to come in and make an impact just by being a mentor and you know helping out there, but. That's kind of like my opinions on Josh Jacobs. I don't really know know too much other than just it's, it's hard to shine when your whole team is good at Alabama. <laughs> well, uh, I gotta gotta turn it to my Philadelphia Eagles and look at their first three picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre Dillard, offensive tackle from Washington State, and what an impressive guy this is. He is going to be the heir apparent to Jason Peters. I mean, they <clears throat> needed to fill that position. Yep. Uh, Peters isn't playing full-time anymore because he gets hurt so much. Uh, no knock on him. Hall of Fame career, definitely, but uh, nice pickup. Uh, their second pick was for Miles Sanders, running back out of Penn State. Yep, they used to be the backup to uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you didn't see a lot doing uh, a lot of him doing anything at, at first with uh, being behind Saquon. Uh, had a nice season last year. Uh, the only knock right now is he might fumble a bit, uh, so they're definitely going to have to work on that. Um, they don't have a, a 
real solid running back situation i mean it's going to be by committee that's that's the way it's going to be in yeah. Philly right now and uh they did pick up a wide receiver so trying to get another weapon uh for carson wentz yeah um definitely bolstering the offensive line will <laughs> increase the shelf life of carson wentz <laughs> so i don't know man what do you think about carson wentz though uh do you say if he gets hurt this year that they should probably draft a quarterback next year? Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, the talent that he did show when he had a near MVP season before getting hurt, you, you always hope that he's going to bring that back. But last year, he just came back too quick. He got injured again, tried to play through it, couldn't do it. So, yeah, is he injury prone? Always has been. Uh, if he doesn't play, it's like that at South Dakota. Yeah, State too. exactly. If he doesn't make it this year, I mean, they're holding off. At least for now, they're holding off on a contract extension. I think that's a smart thing. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, you know, I don't buy jerseys very often. I figured he would be the franchise guy, so I bought one when they drafted him. And now I'm kind of wondering, you know, how long am I going to have this? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried. He I'm, should never be on the cover of Madden ever, <laughs> just just because. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously as an Eagles fan, hoping for the best. Um, Eagles did uh, draft a quarterback in the fifth round. Uh, you know, they have a little bit of depth there, quarterback, but uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting year. They can't rely on Nick Foles' backup this year, so. Yeah. Now the guy they did draft, a lot of people are saying he's just a more agile Nick Foles. So who knows? He's definitely going to be a project. Don't know if he'll even make the team. Yeah. So I'm going to go off on a little tangent here because I, I truly believe in my hearts of hearts that the fans got Carson Wentz hurt. And I'm, I'm going to break it down like this. The first year he got hurt and it went to the Super Bowl. The second year, people were like, even though Nick Foles just took care of the business for you, I don't know what else you could have asked for. Right. I would have been confident going to the season and saying, all right, Nick Foles is going to be our starting quarterback full time. I, I really, truly think that Carson Wentz probably should have just sat out the whole year. He should have just sat out the whole season. If that's if this is in that draft that they, you know, that they picked him up in, they threw everything in their mama's kitchen sink. To get Carson Wentz, protect your asset. But you got the fans that are like, we don't want Nick. After he lost the game or two, we don't want Nick Foles being a quarterback. It's fine that he won us the Super Bowl, but Carson Wentz is the future. Why is Carson Wentz not in there? And then Carson Wentz gets on Twitter and stuff, and he's like, I'll be back soon, and all this stuff. Oh. Oh, then well, gets I mean, hurt again. Yeah, I mean Carson wanted to play, but common sense has to come in somewhere. Hey, and that's just the you, players' if you, mentality. If you have not, if you have not fully recovered. If you aren't ready, you shouldn't play. I mean, you need to be in that position. You need to be fully recovered. Otherwise, you're you're going to be a target. Well, and Philadelphia has this. To me, it's always been like they, they feel the pressure of their fans so much that they allow their fans to make a decision for them. Oh, do you remember last year at the beginning of the season when Doug wasn't running the ball in that Kansas City game? Mm -hmm. And you got all these signs at the at the Novacare complex about Doug run the ball, run the ball. What's he doing the next game? He runs the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So so it, I mean in some aspects it's a good thing, but to the Philadelphia Eagles fans out there, you got your quarterback hurt. 
stop doing this to the players. They're going to have a shelf life of three years if you keep doing this. And <laughs> this would be Carson Wentz's third year. Leave the man alone. Let him recover. Because once you start putting the thoughts in his head that he can make a difference when he's not 100%, you're just going to get him hurt even more. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's got to stop. The back injury last year, back's nothing to mess with. That's for sure. Yeah. Knees one thing with the surgeries now that, that are happening. You can get reconstructed and come back. We've seen that happen. I mean, you talk about MMA, see what happened to Anderson Silva's leg. <laughs> oh. And he's still fighting. Oh. He's good now. So there, there's been advancements in technology where people can come back, but your back is one of those things that if you screw it up, it's like your brain cells. You don't grow any more brain cells back. Once they're gone, they're gone. With the injury that Carson Wentz has, is like, you know, if... If you hurt your back, dude, you're you're done, man. It's hard to recover. So well, so stop it, Philadelphia <laughs> Philadelphia fans. Like just just leave it alone. Appreciate what you have. Yeah. Now going across state in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I do like their round one pick. They uh, were the tenth pick. They got Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. Devin Bush was playing sideline to sideline all last year yeah. for Michigan. I watched a little tape on him. Crazy man, that that is a very good pick because lo- losing uh, Ryan, Ryan Shazier, man, and you know, shout out to Ryan Shazier is an inspiration to a oh, bunch yeah, of people absolutely. right now. Um, but I don't think he'll ever play football again. But just in case they can't get somebody like Ryan Shazier back, this is a good insurance. I like to use this word now: a good insurance policy <laughs> for your team. And um, they're they're just drafting a bunch of young players like Deontay Johnson from Toledo, another another fast guy out of the MAC. There you go. Um, and then who who else did they have? Uh, Justin uh, Lane. Justin they got a Lane. quarterback out of Michigan State, out of Spartan. Yep, yep. Well, now you got crosstown rivals, <laughs> Michigan and Michigan State, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> respectively. Oh, and then you got Toledo, Ohio, right across and, the way. And then you get Roethlisberger, who signs an extension. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. He, if he doesn't retire, I mean, we're already talking a couple years, but uh, I, don't, I think he's retiring this year. Uh, I don't think he has enough left in the gas tank. Well, I, I don't know. There's a lot being said about he's the cause of a lot of the issues in the locker room and on the field with the team. So yeah, talking Heather's sister is a big Ben Roethlisberger fan, and talking to her, she's just like, you know, I understand that it's not all the blame on Ben. It has to be some of the blame on the players. And you got people like Juju who totally back Ben Roethlisberger. As a player, as a quarterback, being the leader of the team, the one thing I do not agree with is you throwing your your teammates under the bus. That's right. It's not acceptable. If it's if it's something that they did wrong and you think they lost you the game, just don't say anything. Take take the blame on yourself. Help your teammate out. It, it's more encouraging to do that. And then pull that guy to the side and be like, hey, what can we do to to make this better? You don't even work out with your wide receivers in the offseason. Derek Carr, the first thing that they did. And actually, watching Antonio Brown's um, uh, YouTube channel, man, he's he's actually pretty inspiring. He seems like he's a good dude. It's just something he makes some bonehead. Just like everybody. I mean, everybody oh, yeah. makes a bonehead decision or says some boneheaded stuff every once in a while. I don't agree with the fact that he came after Juju out of all people. Right. But... This guy's been working out with Derek Carr. People have been tweeting at him. Um, they were just recently at um, University of Cal, California. Uh, the players wanted him to come out and train with them for a day. Him and Derek Carr went out there and trained with them the whole day. Nice. So I'm like, he's a good dude, man. Like, <laughs> and uh, he's willing to work. And 
you know, big loss for for Pittsburgh, but you know, life moves on, and sometimes you got to reevaluate who your quarterback is too. Yeah. He can't be a GM and a player at the same time. That's true. Want to move on to uh, one of your teams, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm mm-hmm. um, going to hit the wide receiver first that they picked up out of Mississippi, DK Metcalf. Man, tearjerker uh, phone call there. I don't know if you saw the video when um, you know the GM called him. Let him know he was a Seahawk, and he was just sobbing on the phone. And Pete Carroll <laughs> gets on and um, you know tells him that you know he's, he's going to be catching passes from Russell Wilson, and you know he was all full of emotion. He seems like he's a really good guy. Yes, he does. Um, he <laughs> there's another video where he came into the interview with him with the shirt off because everybody knows yes. he's a physical specimen. Exactly. And Pete Carroll said, "I was kind of pissed off that I wasn't looking like that, so I took <laughs> my shirt off." <laughs> so. Oh no, he seems like he's going to be a bright spot for the Seattle Seahawks. I know he's got some intangible issues, but it's nothing that you can't work out with, you know, coming up to speed with somebody like Russell Wilson, man. It's it's going to be a treat to see. And he reminds me a lot of like uh underdeveloped Terrell Owens. Okay. Okay, so, that's fair. Yeah, I, I hope he turns out to be good, man. I, I really like him right yeah. now. So, I I don't I didn't have a problem with that pick whatsoever. Yeah. The first uh four picks for the Seahawks, after, uh, other than Metcalf, they went defensive. They got a defensive end, safety, and a linebacker. So, yeah, which makes sense because they just lost—I uh, can't remember his name right now—but um, defensive lineman, I guess. And I, I don't know which one was the more immediate to get a defensive lineman because we we lost, um, you know, a star on the defensive line, or do we go safety because we lost uh, Earl Thomas? So, I mean, but they both address. They address both the picks. I mean, back to back. I just don't know who was more important and how much value that they're going to have with this Marquise Blair guy's safety. I don't know because it's hard to follow up <laughs> to find somebody like Earl Thomas and then Cam Chancellor ended up retiring this year. So yeah, yeah that's true. Got to rebuild the uh, Legion of Boom. That, that'll never happen. <laughs> and, I mean, those guys are special, man. Cam and and Earl and. And uh, uh, Richard Sherman. That's <laughs> oh no, that's that's gonna be a hard one to rebuild. But we'll see, we'll see. Right. I don't never doubt uh, Pete Carroll anymore. All right, now a little bit of fun. Fun looking at some of these names. Oh yeah. <laughs> now we we talked earlier about Dabo, right? Yep. Well, the thirty six pick for the Niners uh, in. In round two, they got a Debo. Oh, yeah, Debo. Debo Samuel, wide receiver out <laughs> South Carolina. He's going to go around slapping people. <laughs> what you going to do about it? And then I think one of my favorites was the uh, second round, 34th pick of the Colts, cornerback out of Temple, Rocky Asin. Mmm, Rocky Asin. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the guy from the Patriots, how do you pronounce it? Nikhil? Nikhil Harry? <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of the Patriots, I, I got to tell you, watching the draft, hearing some of the different players and the comments from from the guys on TV, they really went bonkers over that third-round pick, the linebacker Chase Winovich out of Michigan. I'm not sure why they drafted the linebacker. They said this guy was, like, all over the field. He was everywhere. Well, because they got Ninkovich, and then they got Dante Hightower. Mm-hmm. Two awesome guys. I, I guess they just wanted to be overall like rounded. So I, I don't know. That's that was a uh, 
It's an interesting pick. Yeah, it definitely was. Everybody's eyes are on the Patriots. You know, Super Bowl champs. So that you know, imagine that you're a kid that gets drafted by the Super Bowl champs. You know, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did we we talked about Jonathan Abram with um the Oakland Raiders. Oh, yeah. one player that we didn't speak of that went um second overall, I believe, was was Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Um. I had didn't watch him too much in college. I'm not really sure. I know he got hurt, and then they, he decided to sell out the whole season to kind of preserve his draft stock. But I, I know I was wrong. I was totally wrong about Joey Bosa. I thought he was just going to ask for a bunch of money and then was going to stink it up. But if Nick is anything like his brother, and John Lynch knows defensive players, he oh yeah, he was part of that Super Bowl winning team where that defense was crazy good. This might be you know an awesome pick. And I don't, I don't really think that it was a bad pick by the 49ers. They needed it. No, they needed it definitely. Uh, you got to improve a little bit on both sides of the ball. They got their defensive end with Nick Bosa. They get uh, their quarterback Garoppolo back. Uh, if he can make it back this season, they grabbed a couple wide receivers. Uh, we mentioned uh, Debo Samuel out of South Carolina. They got Jalen Hurd out of Baylor as well mm-hmm. so SEC and Big 12 yeah to kind of wrap things up here just one thing I wanted to mention and I kind of I don't know, really know how I feel about it and this is going to resort over to your team as well because I think they missed on an opportunity at pick uh, 100 in round 3 Carolina's Panthers selected Will Greer quarterback from West Virginia I don't really know how that's going to help their team um, just because that offense is so complex with all the options and stuff that they do to customize around Cam right, Newton, right. and Will Greer wasn't really that type of quarterback anyways out of West Virginia. And if I had to pick a second dark horse, it would have been him. Actually, he he's not really a dark horse because he was projected to win the Heisman this year right when the season had started. I I like Will Greer uh, or um yeah Will Greer a lot. Um. As far as when it comes to quarterbacks, so, um, I, and this is why I'm going to resort over to the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they should have picked up Will Greer. Mm. Don't know a lot about Will Greer myself. Followed West Virginia a little bit. He would have been a great quarterback in Doug Peterson's system because he ran something similar well, at go. West Virginia. Well, that makes sense, and because that is a, uh, a definitely you got to be a system player. I mean, look at Nick Foles. That's going to tell a lot this year. He's moving from one system to another system, going to Jacksonville. Is he going to be the same player in a different system? Yeah. So, so being in the right system means a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Brian Burns, Florida State defensive end. <laughs> the dude is a freak, and the Carolina Panthers have him. Uh, so, uh, that's so glad. that He's a good kid, man, from what I hear, and it's good to see him get drafted. I didn't think he was going to get drafted that early. But he went 16th overall. Brian Burns, defensive end uh, for Carolina Panthers. So they actually, I mean, depending on how they're going to use Will Greer, I just don't think he's going to work in their system. I don't know if they're going to do well or not. But man, I just, I just always look and kind of wonder what teams are doing when Will Greer just slips between the cracks for somebody like the Philadelphia Eagles. Because I, if I had to make a prediction right now for five years from now. If Will Greer doesn't get dropped or gets traded somewhere and go somewhere like the Philadelphia Eagles where he's in the same system, he's going to be a scary quarterback. 
All right. I think we'd be talking about him as one of the top quarterbacks. Man. All right, everybody. You heard that. Another dark horse pick here from Dante. For five, from five years from now. <laughs> <laughs> Predicting the future. Putting, putting him in a time capsule. He has no eight ball here in front of him. He's just telling you what's going to happen. Yeah, so I think we hit every topic. Um, picked out all the players that we've talked about last time. Got a little bit into the, the Daniel Jones pick. Um, I'm no guru. I don't have any eight balls. I just, I just think that. And, and you know, this is even before I even mentioned that he trained and stuff with the Mannings. So I didn't know that. I just knew about the intangible part of it. So it really makes sense of why he has such good, uh, uh, good work ethic and everything. So we'll see, guys. Uh, this has been a kind of an interesting draft. Not too many like, oh, who's that? Or I, I, we'll see how her next year's draft is going to go, and hopefully some more um, eye-opening players will come out. Um, but I think a lot of teams. I think for the most part, a lot of teams had a really a really good draft. Especially, I'll say Washington Redskins had the best draft so they, they far, especially draft. when it comes to the first three rounds. So, well, uh, just to want to close out here, thanking people who have uh, liked us on Facebook. We uh, we're up to seventy likes. We've had uh, two hundred sixty four engagements, and we've reached over 4,235. I see a lot of people um, liking posts. Um, oh, yeah. So, which is which is a start. It's a start. You start you start liking the posts, and, you know, I always send people an invite to actually like the page as well if they want to see more. Um, so, I haven't been as active in, like, the last week and a half, but after I post this episode, we'll get back on the, on the train posting, you know, news on both, and just make sure everybody... Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and yep, tell a friend. Tell a friend, and if you like football, you know we're doing this because we love the game of football, and um, we're not we didn't want to be on here arguing like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. <laughs> we just wanted to give it to you straight. And and feel free to put comments up on Facebook. I mean, we we like reading the comments. We'll we'll reply to comments. Uh, we'll hashtag always go for two. Yeah. You know, and then when we, you know, <laughs> and when we get a little bit bigger, man, maybe we'll have people try to call in and, you know, hey, discuss that. We've already, we've already got a couple people who want to have a guest appearance every now and then. So, yeah, um, just a little shout out to uh, Nelson Drew, former player at, at Eastern Michigan. Um, we, we did one podcast episode. It just didn't end up working out like the way that we wanted it. But he's actually going to come on one of these weeks and, you know, give you guys some perspective from the college football world. Hey, our IT guru Andre is actually uh, interested in coming on board. Uh, Andre too. Okay, Andre played at uh, Wesley University. Um, shout out to my boy Justin Sodler, who's playing internationally now. He played quarterback out there at uh, at Wesley as well. So a lot of good stuff, man. We appreciate everybody always listening. Make sure you like, favorite, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Uh, this has been uh, D Cell and, and your boy Don <laughs> yep. coming straight from from Middletown, Delaware on the Go for Two podcast. We always tell you that it's never a gimme. That's right. You just always, always go, go for, for two. two, man. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Later. later.